Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will discuss the latest Cosmos B signings, the North American Soccer League immense complaint in federal antitrust lawsuit, and lastly, I will be joined by Tom from Boston City FC supporters group Ironsight's crew to preview Boston City FC ahead of the 2018 National Premier Soccer League season. So let's kick off the show by talking about the latest signings for Cosmos B. A familiar face, Bardich, has re-signed with the club for the upcoming NPSL season. Chris Wingert, 35 years old, defender from MLS. He played two seasons with MLS's Real Salt Lake, where he played 43 games. He played 27 matches with New York City FC in 2015, before an eight-year tenure with Real Salt Lake, in which he helped the team capture MLS title in 2009 and he is a St. John's University alumni so he's a local lad um, and he joins Cosmos B. Cosmos B head coach Carlos Mendez had this to say on the two signings. I'm very happy with these additions to our club. I've known Chris a long time. He's a quality player that will bring a lot of experience and leadership to our younger players. Mendez also added that Bardage is a versatile goal scorer that can help us in many ways in our attack. So those were two signings on March 15th. Then Cosmos B signed three more players on March 20th, 2018. The first player was defender Jonathan Baharo. He comes to Cosmos B after spending the last two years with Miami FC. A very familiar face in the NASL. The 30-year-old saw action in 39 matches while he dished out six assists from the back line during his tenure with Miami FC. He has won some silverware with Miami FC as well. He claimed both the NASL Spring and Fall regular season championships in 2017. He's a local lad as well from uh, Clifton, New Jersey. So that's very exciting to have local players over the years, Cosmos have had local players like um, Danny Satella, Carlos Mendez, and it's always great to have these players when you uh, market them to the community and you say, hey, look, we have these players, professional players, and they're from the area. They made it. You can be just like them, and that's a very exciting thing. Um, the next player is Alexis Vilala. He has played with Cosmos um, over the past couple of seasons, 19 years old, he returns with the New York Cosmos. 
Carlos Mendez talked about uh, Jonathan. He says that he's a versatile defender that can get forward and play a few positions for us. He also brings a lot of experience to the squad. He's a great addition for us. And Carlos Mendez on Alexis. He says that it's great to have Alexis back with the team. He's a young guy that battled for playing time with the Cosmos first team the last couple of years and has a lot of MPSL experience, added Mendez. This would be a great opportunity for him to get regular minutes and to continue to improve. The last signing in this announcement is 25-year-old Vocek Vucic. Very difficult name to say, uh, but he spent the last two seasons for the Oklahoma City Energy in the USL. He was born in Poland and also has U.S. citizenship. And Carlos Mendez said this on uh, Vucic. He's a big physical striker with good feet that will also be a threat on crosses. He should pair up nicely with Bartic. So imagine if we play with two strikers up front. I think the Cosmos, with these signings, they're going to light up the NPSL. We're going to score goals. We're going to hopefully win the national championship. The things that... Carlos Menez is saying about these players it is very exciting for the fans because they're putting together a squad with very experienced players with young players. They had tryouts. We're adding players that we've saw before like Alexis Villala, 19 years old. And we're giving him a platform to return to the club and uh, play with very experienced players. And I think that's something that it's great to see for this season but it's something that we've been seeing for the past couple of years that some MLS clubs, all they do is get older players in the door and they get, oh, let's get um, David Villa or let's get Pirlo, 38, 39 years old to NYCFC. The Cosmos have a mix of young players that they signed, that they developed, and then experienced players that the Cosmos signed as well. And that's what European clubs do all the time. They have a mix of young players and experienced players. And that's how um, they go forward and they try to compete in their league. I think the Cosmos B squad is going to be very experienced when they go up against teams that put together um, college players and uh, they lack that MLS experience or that NASL experience. Um, But the Cosmos will have that going forward and that's something that we should appreciate and we should think the Cosmos ownership, the management, that they have this commitment that they want to put the best quality on the field that they can. And Rocco has come out and said this, that it's not going to be top quality professional players like in the NASL. But we are seeing some decent signings for Cosmos B. And we have to thank Rocco and the management for that. So let's move on from Cosmos B signings to the NASL complaint. But before we get there, let's talk about some players that moved on from New York Cosmos. Jimmy Mulligan, he signed with Timbers FC2, probably the link with Giovanni Savarese, who was the current coach of the Portland Timbers MLS team. Richard Mendrevar, he signed with Penn FC of the USL. And Lucky signed with Penn FC as well in the USL. So I wish them the best of luck. And they join a big list of players that have moved on that we have talked about in previous episodes. So let's talk about the NASL amends complaint in its antitrust lawsuit against U.S. Soccer Federation. 
It's pending in federal court in the Eastern District of New York, which adds Major League Soccer as a defendant. The amended complaint now seeks to both strike down the anti-competitive professional league standards and to recover the millions of dollars in damages caused by the anti-competitive practices of U.S. Soccer Federation and Major League Soccer. NASL Interim Commissioner Rishi Segal issued the following statement. The focus of the antitrust suit to date was obtaining a preliminary injunction to save the 2018 season, which ultimately was not possible. The harm to competition and damages caused by losing the 2018 season are being felt far and wide as our business has been ground to a halt and fans, players, sponsors, vendors, and all of the stakeholders who play a role in bringing the NASL to life are being negatively impacted. In addition to compensation for the damages suffered by NASL, we are seeking a permanent injunction to strike down the shield of the professional league standards that have been designed and applied to protect MLS from competition. Competition ultimately brings out the best in industry and we are confident that opening the market for professional soccer will allow the U.S. to fully embrace its power as a soccer nation, benefiting players, clubs, and entire communities across the country. While the suit continues, we are committed to exploring all avenues to return to play in 2019. In this statement released by Interim Commissioner Rishi Segal, he's spot on. When he says that the competition ultimately brings out the best in industry, and we are confident that opening the market for professional soccer will allow the U.S. to fully embrace its power as a soccer nation, benefiting players, clubs, and entire communities around the country. A lot of people don't understand this. And a lot of people say, well, we need MLS, we need professional leagues, and we do. But not every single community is going to have a professional soccer team. Right now, with the professional league standards, there's rules that stop normal people, everyday people, working class people owning a soccer team. Now, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3 standards under the PLS, you have to have a $10 million net worth or a $30 million net worth, depending on what division you're trying to join. Across the world, you don't have that. You don't have those standards blocking someone from buying a team. I'm not saying that a normal person has to own a professional soccer team. But you need to open the gates. You have to open the market so the U.S. can fully embrace its power as a soccer nation. That will benefit everyone, all stakeholders, from players, clubs especially those grassroots soccer clubs that don't have a reason to invest or maybe don't have a reason to be around. They can't grow. They can grow so far in their community, but they can't get to the top. And that's why people play the game, right? That's why people start clubs at the bottom. That's why people invest in clubs in lower division soccer so they can get to the top. And I know... The NASL says that this lawsuit is not about promotion and relegation, and it's not, but it's about the future of U.S. soccer and what's holding us back. And what's holding the country back is the PLS, and that's what they're fighting to strike down. 
I just want to touch on one thing before I introduce Tom from Einsight's crew, Boston City FC supporters group. Rocco Camisa was interviewed in a sports business website and on our Twitter at First Team Pod. We retweeted it and some very interesting quotes, very, very interesting quotes that you would never find anywhere else. Um, he talks about Cosmos B. He talks about the business behind the brand, behind the New York Cosmos. And we tweeted the quote. So just go on our Twitter account at First Team Pod. And he says, Rocco, quoting here, Emirates is our biggest sponsor. And since we're not playing, we don't get that money. All other sponsorships were an annual thing. You don't play, you don't get anything. We have several sponsors from the television and media industry. We won't be activating those this season. Rocco on Cosmos B in the MPSL. He said that recognize the roster won't have the same high-level professional players as the Cosmos A team did last season. We hope to be back in 2019, but that depends on what transpires in the next few months legally and off the field. There's a lot of moving parts in this lawsuit. And I hope the Cosmos do return in 2019. I want to see the Cosmos A team return. I want to see the interest that the Cosmos A-team has created by playing at MCU Park, playing at Hofstra. I want to see that return when the Cosmos do return, hopefully in 2019. And when Zlatan, when he signed with um, LA Galaxy, and I know this is not a MLS show, but a very interesting little point here, because the Cosmos don't have a professional team anymore so every single day when things are going on we're learning things that went on behind the scenes that happened a couple of years ago when the cosmos a team was around and competing for trophies and uh, being one of the best teams in the north american soccer league eric stover he tweeted about the signing of zlatan a lot of mls fans and nasl or cosmos haters try to shut this down try to hate on the cosmos ambition and a lot of people don't understand that the cosmos are still a big name are still a big brand and had big ambitions when we were trying to build the stadium right and so going back to mls haters and what the cosmos were trying to achieve every time the cosmos want to um do something like we want to build a stadium we get strike down we get lobbied against we don't get that stadium and when eric stover tweets and talks about how the cosmos try to do this we get hate thrown at us because we're not a part of their league um which again is pretty sad so going back to his tweet good move for the galaxy assuming he can stay on the field if the Cosmos got our stadium approved, he was going to be our primary target. Could have been this generation's Canalia in New York. And then he goes on to say that the long-term plan with the stadium, of course, was to have 78 players on 500k to $1 million, like Marco Senna, but also have players that we discovered and developed. Very interesting point there. Very interesting point. The stadium was a long-term plan for the Cosmos to be a power locally, to be a power in North American soccer. And for the Cosmos to get rejected and to never be able to build that stadium hurt the Cosmos' business plan, hurt the Cosmos' brand, because there wasn't a plan B. There wasn't a plan B, and that's really sad to know. 
Um, but when the stadium renderings came out, I was so excited. I was looking forward um, to the future of the New York Cosmos. What happens when we go to that stadium? What will it be like? What kind of players will we sign? Because that's what a new stadium attracts. More money, more money to spend on signings. The ambition was there, but it's sad that they couldn't put it into place because the MLS, U.S. soccer fight every single day to knock down competition. And I know people don't want to believe that, but that's the truth. That's the truth. That's why the Cosmos are not competing in the NASL. That's why we're not in a professional league. I would like to introduce Tom from a Boston City FC supporters group, Ironsides Crew, to preview Boston City FC ahead of the 2018 MPSL season. Every single week leading up to um, the first match of the MPSL season, which is on May 5th, 7 p.m. in Boston. That's our first game, so that's why we are talking to a Boston City FC supporter. Every single week on First Team Podcast, I am going to interview a person from each club in the Cosmos division in their conference in the NPSL for the 2018 NPSL season. So if that's a member of the media, a player, a coach, an owner, a member of the supporters group, that's who I will be talking to every single week leading up to the first game, May 5th, 7 p.m. versus Boston City FC away at their stadium, Brother Gilbert Stadium, 39 days away. I'm looking forward to it. So let's speak to Tom from their supporters group, Ironsides Crew, to get to know everything about Boston City FC. And I'm really looking forward to watching a lot of games in the league um, because as a supporter of the Cosmos in the NASL, you don't really um, have a lot of attention on the NPSL. But now we're going to think about the NPSL. We're going to talk about it a lot more. And we are going to interview a lot of people that are in the league as well. So it's going to be very fun um, couple of weeks leading up to this season. And it's going to be a very interesting 2018 MPSL season following Cosmos B, talking about them every single week and talking to different people in the league. So here he is, Tom from Ironsides Crew. I'm joining with Tom from Ironsides Crew. How are you today, Tom? Good, how are you? Doing really good. So let's just kick off this little chat here by talking about Boston City's FC's last season in the MPSL. Can you talk about that for our listeners? Um, yeah, it was uh, last year was a big year for the club. The, the first year, um, they definitely exceeded our expectations. The first year, we made the playoffs and in turn qualified for the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Um, unfortunately, last year, they bounced out of the tournament. Um, I believe it was the second round. Um, so that was, that was a little tough and bounced out of the playoffs a little bit earlier than I think the club and the fans would have liked to see. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, for their second season to be back in the playoffs and field a competitive team, um, it was a, it was a great year for them and uh, the fans and the club. Yeah, And can you talk about um, the response to the team? Because like, see every single week I talk to people from the NASL clubs and now the NASL is not around right now. Um, so what is the response um, to Boston City FC? Um, as far as the fans go? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the interest? How many people do they draw? Um, so the first the first match was uh, 
was pretty crazy because they had close to a thousand people. And uh, after that, um, it simmered down. It's it's down around a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's a tough sell for people. Yeah. I think I think the way the game is marketed in in America and and the way we're used to sports in America in general is you know outside of a top league. Yeah. The product isn't good, which which mm-hmm. just isn't the case. That you're gonna see an entertaining game uh, at at almost any level. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. the uh, the small group that's been coming out, um, we've we've had probably like 30 people solid per match, and everybody's enjoyed it. And and uh, there's a few regulars on the other side, regular fans, and kind of growing a little bit of a diehard fan base. And the clubs, uh, you know, sticking just trying to stick it out you know and mm-hmm. and um we'll, we'll see we'll see what kind of numbers they get this season we're hoping you know obviously for a few more people for, for the word to spread and people to come out and understand that like just because it's not top tier the bang for your buck is is worth it you know you're gonna see some competitive uh football for sure is that a problem in the community that Okay, it's not MLS, it's not professional, but at least it's local soccer, it's community soccer. In general, people are just missing it because there's all there's another um, a state league, the BSSL, that's um, a pretty competitive league that I'm, I could be wrong, but I believe it's been around since the early '80s and late '70s. And this, I mean, relatively speaking, some historic local clubs that play in that league and. Um, they only get, you know, the turnout for those matches is just a few people. You know, it's usually friends and family. And yeah. and mm-hmm. I think uh, as far as Ironside's crew go, we, we kind of got turned to that, turned on to that league through open cup play and, and all that stuff. And uh, I think people are just missing out on that, too, in general. That uh, And I'm sure every state has a local league. I, I know yeah. New York City has some really famous clubs like Lansdowne Boys and, and stuff like that that are, you know, technically amateur sides, but there's some pretty talented individuals on some of those squads. And uh, I think in general, people are just missing out, you know, across the board. Yeah, so let's just move the uh, chat to this upcoming season, the 2018 MPSL season. What's your personal expectations for the season? Making the playoffs is, um, is kind of a, a, a must you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on anybody, but you made the playoffs the first two years. You, you kind of, that's a level you, you kind of aim for. Um, but mm-hmm. the division has definitely proved uh, to be very hard. And um, there's there's a lot of quality in the division. I mean, Elm City, who's a team out of New Haven, was last year was their inaugural year, and they went on to win the MPSL championship. So, I mean, that that kind of caught everybody by surprise and but that just goes to show the uh the quality that's especially in the northeast area what's um a player that we should look out for this season on uh, boston city fc uh i think definitely our star player uh who came to the team last year who came over from rhode island was isaac nana a guy um he's an unbelievable playmaker uh he plays midfield, but I, he's scored some free kicks that honestly, have, you know, you 
you you watch that type of stuff on TV on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, he actually was to go on a loan spell to a club in Brazil, and something got tied up with uh, I don't know if it was his um, work visas. So he didn't end up actually playing in Brazil, but he's back for this NPSL season. And then I think he's going back to Brazil. But uh, he's, he, I think two years ago, he was the MVP of the league, and he's been golden boot. He's He's been near the top of the league in scoring uh, the past few years, and he, he's an extremely exciting player to watch. What's your opinion on uh, the roster that Cosmos B are building at the moment? So far, from what I've seen, there's some household names on there, uh, you know, that that people are familiar with, and it's looking to be a dangerous team. And and you know, they're not they're not taking this as you know, oh, this is a, a lower league, and you know, it's an off year and whatever. I mean, they they're fielding the best team they can and and going for it. And I mean, you got to give them credit. Uh, I think a lot of teams would have laid down and died given the circumstances. So mm-hmm. I'd imagine they're going to field an extremely strong team this year and and uh, make the division uh, harder than it already is. You know, it, mm-hmm. the past couple of years it's been an extremely competitive division. And so, I mean, every every single match is going to count this year for all the teams in, in the division. So on May 5th, what's your score prediction for uh, the Boston v. New York rivalry? Uh, You know, that's the thing about the MPSL too, right, is you really never know what you're going to see. I mean, you you can, it might be a 0-0 draw or, you know, it could be nine goals scored. And uh, I guess it it depends on, um, uh, geez, I don't know. I mean, the weather, everything. (laughs) Uh, I would imagine... I mean, I I can't go against Boston City. I think they're gonna hopefully pull it out. I would say three two, maybe even four three. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably a wild score line like that. Hopefully, you know they can get the points at home early to start the season. Yeah, you can't go against your team. So we have one listener question <laughs> for you, Tom uh, from NYC Sports Punk. He says that who are the best teams in the league? Um. So in the MPSL. I would say, you know, kind of in in um, the division that Cosmos and New York, um, Cosmos and Boston City, excuse me, are playing in. Obviously, Elm, Elm City, who's from New Haven, Connecticut. Um, we both play them this year. They won the championship last year. Uh, Hartford City, uh, that was their first year in the league last year, and they turned out to be a playoff team and, and pretty good. Uh, Kingston Stockade, who play in upstate New York, mm-hmm. made the playoffs last year. They're owned by uh, Dennis Crowley, who started Foursquare, and he's been he's been an awesome um, owner to have in the division. Uh, just his stance on the game in general, and he's put a really good team on the field the past couple of years. Um, and who else? And Brooklyn Italians are a, a historic club as far as u.s soccer goes I, I i think they've won two u.s open cups maybe the last one in the 90s or something like that so i mean it's it's a really tight division and pretty much every uh every match is gonna be good for sure 
Thanks, Tom, for coming on the show. I wish you best of luck, um, excluding when we play uh, the Boston City FC. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I, I know uh, a lot of Cosmos fans are coming up for that match, and mm-hmm. we're pretty excited to have a uh, big away following for that match. And uh, may the best team win. Thank you for having me. Do you see a lot of away fans throughout the division? Um, So far, it's been kind of small i know when kingston came last year they brought yeah they brought mm-hmm. actually a lot of people probably a couple dozen but was that um, a Rhode club Island thing a... or was that like a fan base thing um th- that was their fans their fans mm-hmm. for sure um I, I they might even have rented a bus or, so they had a bunch of people up i know uh hartford came up a couple times and they brought a few fans yeah so mm-hmm. I don't think anything near the numbers that some of the Cosmos fans are seem to be teasing at, but there there are a few fans that will travel for sure. Thanks again, Tom, for coming on the show, and hopefully we can talk soon. Thanks to Tom for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Check out our Facebook and Twitter at First Team Pod. Want to voice your opinion on what has been discussed on this week's episode of First Team Podcast? Feel free to email the show at firstteampod at gmail.com. That's firstteampod at gmail.com. You can email the show. We will read out your email on next week's edition of First Team Podcast. Check out our website as well, firstteampod.com. That's firstteampod.com. We have some articles on the latest signings, and we have our latest podcast up there. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, check it out as well. We will be back next week previewing another NPSL club. So as always, let's go New York Cosmos, and I'm looking forward to the 2018 NPSL season kicking off on May 5th. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, the Benadel Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York's green and white. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely songs come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is, the rap from state attacks, passion bliss. Reacts, tap, we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Effects Girl, down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views, like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll check the no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about perfection. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless at the training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it, the work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.